For two plus decades now, Blue October has been stirring audiences. We've watched, followed, and loved them from the early beginnings of Hate Me to whatever they show us tomorrow. We bleed blue, and many of us have used that blue blood and this amazing music to get through our own experiences. It's always been there. Welcome to Just Sway, the Blue Experience, where your host, Lucas Peterson, takes on and shares everything Blue October. Let's Just Sway. I'm so in love with you You'll never take that away What a classic, right? And for myself, Calling You was my first exposure to Blue October all those years ago. And the lyrics are so perfect as we begin this exploration into what is, for so many, something we can't explain. My name is Lucas Peterson, and welcome to Just Sway. This is episode two, Origins. Let's go back and discover the various ways that some of us first found and connected with this amazing band, Blue October. Remember, if you enjoy Just Sway, please leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Just Sway Show on each. I would love to hear and see what you have to say about the podcast, or just leave me a note and talk some more Blue October with me. That's what I'm all about anyway. So let's go ahead and get right into this episode, episode two, which will be the first part of Origins. We begin with Manny G, a friend of mine who I connected with at a concert in Abilene, Texas. That show him and I attended turned out to be his first Blue October concert after having their music in his life since 2006, or around the time the Foiled album came out. His connection with the music really hit home that night when he heard Justin talk about his own story and personal struggles. Not one to really show too much emotion, Manny lit up with a huge smile when we began to get into the songs, especially the older ones. And that reminiscing on the Foiled songs was absolutely delightful. As well, he also shared the reasons for the different songs and the feelings behind them. Yeah, it started back in 2006. Uh, when their Foiled album first came out, and I'm not sure how I got exposed to them, but I'm glad I did, because that album, oh, that album, that album is magic for me. It's, I put that album on when I'm feeling happy, when I'm feeling sad, when I just need to feel something. Yeah? I put, I put that album on. What, it, okay, give me a song. What's... Uh, so, okay, one song, um, 18th Floor Balcony. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Killing Me Smalls. Oh. Right. That one uh, hits me in the feels when I'm in a relationship, and I just okay. want to think about you know being in love with that person. Yeah. That song is just oh, at least it puts me in a happy place. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I like that. Because cause the song talks about you know being on the 18th floor balcony with the windows wide open, you know, open to the world. Yep. With just that person in your arms. And he says, "I'm here for the taking. I'm yours for the taking. I'm right here." Yeah. You know, and he says, and that that was that went on to be his first wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you been to an open book? No. no. Okay. We got to back up. Okay. Again. So <laughs> we met at the Blue October concert uh-huh. in Abilene, June uh-huh. 2016. 
Yes. No, not 16. Good uh, God. 2018. What the hell? I just jumped yeah. back two years. It's because I said 2006. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we I go. I put the six in your brain. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> clearing that up for me. Giving me the excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give you a save. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we met there, which, and I thought it was so cool. Like, when I'm standing there and we're all waiting for them. I mean, we did the meet and greet, mm-hmm. and then we're waiting for them to take the stage, and we had, like, what, an hour and a half yeah, before Kitten came hot. on. Oh my gosh, was it hot? Remember that day? That evening? I got a tan. Yeah. <laughs> so we're standing there, and we're, so we're all talking. And, you know, there was a good bunch of us that connected, mm-hmm. and we've stayed in touch, I guess. But the cool part was, there's I I'm here like I don't know I don't even know how many shows I've been to I I lost a, count. A veteran at the Blue October concert experience. Not, dude, I'm not even like I now I've learned I'm not even that big of a veteran. Yeah. It's bizarre. Like there's other people who are going to like 60, 70 plus shows, and I'm good. like. Dang. So we got to talking, mm-hmm. my you, me, and then Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. Remember? Yeah. Bailey up there. <laughs> and it was your guys' first show. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I don't care. Like, y'all better stand in front of me because <laughs> I've been to enough. I'm going to be close enough. And then what the hell did we experience? Oh. I mean, oh, my that experience um, was such a magical, amazing roller coaster of emotions experience. Yeah. Because uh, the beautiful thing that I've heard is that now Justin, like, he speaks, you know, he takes a moment to talk to the crowd during the middle of the show. And uh, the conversation he had, you know, with, with that, that show was fighting, you know, depression. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I was like, I didn't realize I had ever had depression <laughs> until, you know, I related to everything he was saying in that in that conversation. I like a couple couple tears, you know, rolled down and mm. just I and nothing, nothing else in the world mattered at that moment except for his story. Yeah, and just like fully engulfed in that moment. We're gonna go off on a little tangent, not even a tangent. I don't know. I just, dude, like people will ask me because they they get they get to know me enough, like through through dating or whatever, and this stuff comes up like mm-hmm. inevitably. My love for Blue October is going to come up. Probably the same thing that happens with you because yeah. it's so ingrained in us, right? Yeah. And it's like I get to that point where they're like, well, what is it? What What? What is it about that? And I'm li- I'm literally like I, – I, You don't know how to no. explain it. There's no words. Like sit and listen to the music with me. With an open heart and an open mind. Yeah, and I'll show you. And you'll fall in love. That's all I can do. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough to go to a concert <laughs> – like I went to a concert – you know, last night mm. up in Dallas. So it was her first concert, and we went with another couple. And it was all of their first experience. Oh, wow. So for me, that's, like, super cool because mm-hmm. it's, like, y- y'all are about to experience something you've never seen, you know. Ended up being their biggest concert, which is, again, super cool. Yeah. Just being there with three other people, and I'm sure there was other people there. It was their first concert, too. Mm-hmm. But with three other people who hadn't experienced that, and I'm just over there, like, just jamming out and just – dancing and this huge venue all these people and you were so far away and yet that music is right there and he is right there and he's talking to you yeah he's He's connecting with you still no matter how far away he is yeah like i i mean try give me some more like what do you mean like when you hear these songs when you play this the the foiled album what do you what are you thinking what are you feeling on some of it um so i mean There'll be times like so. I I don't wear my emotions on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. I you know conceal them a lot more than I should probably. And uh, there'll be times that I just need that outlet, and uh, I'll just put that album on and 
I I need, I feel like I need to listen to this to the album right now, but uh, just to <laughs> come up with examples. Um, but that album actually was the only CD I had in my car since I bought this this car in 2014. Okay. And it's only since been replaced by the album I bought at the the Abilene show. <laughs> yeah, the uh, four EP. Yeah. With w- shoot, all that we are, mm-hmm. for let forever mean forever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the acoustic version of I Hope You're Happy and the, the recorded, recorded version. version of I Hope yeah. You're Happy. And I remember, dude, so a short story on that. Uh-huh. I left Abilene super early, like the next day, because I had to get back to Fort Worth to, to get to work. I think I probably played that on repeat for a good <laughs> two plus hours yeah. with four songs. Yeah. Like four songs. And two of them are the same song. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> and then I'm like, no. There's nothing wrong with you. This is just good stuff. Yeah, it really you know? is. And um, f- for other fans out there that have that same emotion or that same connection, and I don't care w- uh, what amount of time you've followed them, mm-hmm. but they get it. Yeah. These other people that we're going to these shows with, mm-hmm. that we're showing up, they just get it. So I wanted to, like, some other songs from Foiled. I'll just kind of jog your memory you. here. Thank you. Into the Ocean. That one's good. So oh, that one's my gosh. So, so I... I do love Into the Ocean, but like for me, it's just I think I've over I, it was like overplayed a lot because mm-hmm. it was the one that was on the radio. And yes, it was played everywhere, and so like I do love that song still, but it's not one of my favorite off that. So, would you say 18th Floor Balcony is your favorite from there? Um, I mean, because we've got You Make Me Smile. Mm. That's the first song. Oh, that one's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, let me pull up the album. Do it, and there's some obscure ones on here too. I mean, we've got. Look at the end of it. You get a, the drill to wire through my cheek. Uh, so that one, I, lo- I actually really love that song. Like, uh, like that's, in my g- that's in my gym playlist mix. Oh, it's because it's like it's a hard Blue October song, you mm. know, and he's just Go, cranking it. <laughs> um, She's My Ride Home is pretty good. It's talking about his, like, ride or die. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. We Don't worry. We can hide the bodies on the way home. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what he says, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, alrighty. <laughs> what If We Could is one that I will sing at the top of my lungs when I play it in my car. Yeah. Hate Me. Oh. Hate Me is one of those ones that when I'm pissed off at myself, I will play that and just be like, you know, for whatever reason I'm mad, you know, just hate me. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's like one of those ones that gets that emotion out of me. Okay. And then after that, like, I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I just had to get that, you know, release of hating myself for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked about, well, like, wait, hold on. I want, there's some, there's some other really good ones on here. I mean, look at Sound of Pulling Heaven Down. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's one that like I I don't understand how that wasn't a single because mm-hmm. to me it was just that's just such a powerful song, but maybe a radio didn't want it or maybe they didn't push it out to the radio. Yeah, I don't really know, but and maybe it wasn't what they wanted to that album to be thought about. Yeah, that's a good point too. I've gotten that vibe from other artists. You know that w- when they push when they're pushing a song out to radio, they're gonna try to take something that's more encompassing. So people will buy and want to listen to other uh, songs. And then yeah, they get that good point. Extra little gem in there, like, oh wow, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, yeah, congratulations is, oh. is, is a is a good one. Is that seat taken? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to take a walk with me? Yep. I think I got to tell you something I've been wanting to tell you for years, yeah. you know? And he drops his bombshell on him as yeah. she's about to get fucking married. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm in love with you. <laughs> uh, I've thought I, about the, you know, the, the person that I would, you know, sing that song to, whose wedding I would show up to and, you know, feel like I need to do that moment. But I'm like, oh, I can't do that. No. <laughs> no. Do you want to tell me more about the uh, 18th floor balcony? Was that a good relationship or a bad relationship so that, that it reminds you of? Um, well, okay. So that, that the relationship that that one reminds me of was overall a really good relationship. Um, it was a relationship that we had a friend, a long distance friendship for like four years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were actually together for two years and then, you know, it ended. And like this person was like the person I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Mm-hmm. And the first time we met was uh, you know, in, here in San Antonio, actually. Cool. <laughs> um, he he flew in from up north, and uh, we had a hotel. So like you know, the first time that we spent uh, together was in a hotel room. So 18th floor balcony, thinking about a hotel. Yeah. You know, just had all these ties in with the song in that relationship. That's yeah. so poignant. I love yeah. it. Was he uh, a fan? Uh, Do he, you remember? Uh, he wasn't a huge fan. Uh, he appreciated it. Okay. Um, but he didn't give it a t- like it wasn't like his top artists, but he liked it. I liked it. Okay. So foiled's your your primo, your go-to, right? Yeah, that's that's where I get my fix. <laughs> Love me some 18th floor balcony. That's for sure. Such a beautiful song and an absolutely incredible sound from Ryan on that violin. I also feel like I'm going to have to spend some time here on one of these episodes talking about the different versions of songs because that song we just talked about, The Sound of Pulling Heaven Down, is a completely different song in its acoustic version as opposed to its recorded version. Back to the origins now. Sometimes it's not just the music that draws people in. Let's hear first from Farah and find out what initially grabbed her attention. Well, I was telling you, actually, that I've been a fan since 2006. At that time, it was just about Justin. Um, <laughs> it is now since not... It, it's it's so much more than, you know, just Justin, um, because um, I've gotten to have conversations with other band members at meet and greets, and I've met... Uh, uh, Ryan's wife at one of the meet and greets uh, in line we got to actually chat a little bit with their beautiful little twins and um, just an amazing lady uh, amazing girl and um, so and then I've got Angel and Reagan uh, Matt's uh, Novinsky's uh, wife on my Facebook so it's kind of neat to just be able to keep up with them and so and just they share their lives and everything so it's become such a and then what the band stands for and just with the sobriety and the mental health and those type of things you know and it's it's just become it's just grown into just oh I really like hate me and then I and that's why I fell in love with the band but actually what made me a fan was Justin and the way he did his interviews. When I realized, I heard a radio interview in 2006, and his humbleness and just how gracious he was was so different to me than anybody I'd ever heard, and it stuck with me. And so 
all, it, it just gives me chills thinking about it because now it it means so much more and it's it's grown so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got, I've made really good girlfriends because of this band and a couple I haven't even met yet, but I would but we talk on a regular basis because of the fan groups. Mm-hmm. There's a sisterhood, and it's awesome to to have that as well. The blue family. Yes, yes, yes because there's nothing like blue blue. There's just nothing like blue October fans. That charisma Farah is talking about with Justin not only shines when he does interviews, but has always been showcased in Blue October music as well. That genuineness with which he has shared his life has been a major draw, and one of the most honest songs from Blue October, and also one of their biggest hits, "Hate Me." was the reason author John A. Daly discovered the band. John, who's the author of the Sean Coleman thriller novels, shared with me his feelings on how the honest and telling lyrics in Hate Me had him hitting repeat on that song when he first heard it. It's one of those things, you know, I would, I would consider myself a sort of a casual fan uh, when I first heard uh, Blue October. And the first song I ever heard by them was Hate Me. And so it, to that, you know, extent, I'm sort of uh, not, not wasn't any kind of, you know, uh, diehard fan for many years later but I heard that song and it just immediately uh, kind of resonated with me it was one of those I'm a big fan of really sincere uh, very honest lyrics and music and that kind of struck me just kind of listening to the lyrics was really one of the most uh, genuine songs I had ever heard I mean just that whole the whole story that's behind it um, you know, I, the, on the video I saw later, it was kind of interesting because, you know, Justin uses his mom in there, and I thought that was a good take on it. I, I think I read somewhere where it was it was not actually written for his mom. I think it, it might have been an old girlfriend or something like that, but just kind of getting into these honest lyrics about uh, the addiction he had and uh, the idea of wishing that someone would kind of just give up on you because you see that it's taking them down and bringing them down and uh, affecting their life in a negative way i just thought that wow that was that was just something it's just a great song too the the instrumental and the the you know the emotion that justin puts into it but it was uh just a great song i listened to it on repeat uh, for a long time because <laughs> you know, it's one of those things and i you know i knew a little bit more i didn't actually have the uh the whole album at that time you know um i liked into the water okay and um it didn't hit me the way the other one did but um you know i listened to it quite a bit and just like Going through life, you know, I used to be into music a lot um, when I was younger, when I was single, um, before I had, you know, two children. And I think when part of life, you know, when, when your life changes, when you get married and you have kids and you're busier with your career, you don't always fall back on music the way you do when you're younger. And I think that's one of those, one of the reasons I didn't really explore their music uh, much more at the time. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, it just, it was that one song and I don't think I really paid much attention to, to them for, uh, quite a few years after that. So life brought him in a different direction for a bit of time, but we'll hear more from John in later episodes on what eventually brought him back to Blue October. But sometimes it's not just the music that's drawing or that amazing Justin charisma, like we talked about earlier. 
Sometimes it's just a quirky little thing in life like a t-shirt that can open us up to new possibilities. Let's meet Tara, also a huge fan of Hate Me, but that's not how she stumbled upon Blue, as many of us like to call them. Blue would later become a major part of her life, though, so much so that she wrote a fictional biography and named it after one of their songs, Jump Rope. But let's start at the beginning with Tara. Funny story, um, my cousin went to Lollapalooza, and she brought me back a shirt. And it's funny because I had a big butterfly on it with all the bands on it. I forgot how old I was. Blocktober was on there. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting, blah, blah, blah. And like Screaming Trees were on there. And I kind of looked it up. Okay. And that's pretty much how it was because I'm, I'm that person that I'll look up people. You know, like if they're mainstream, cool or whatever. But I kind of like, kind of like discovering bands. But I wasn't, it wasn't like I went to this whole Blue October psychosis until I was an adult when their music really impacted my life and then I was able to really relate to the music okay. um, and understand it. Sure. So So one of the things you talked about in your book, your ex-husband, I think it was your first husband, mm-hmm. had sent you a song once, sent you the Hate Me song and you were like, screw you, dude, you know I love this band. Yeah. Why are you sending me this song? Yeah. Tell me more about that. So he and I, we married a month after knowing each other we were together seven years and we were going through shit and um you know we weren't very nice to each other um I'll admit that and I was working at a group home it was overnight for whatever reason he, he wasn't a good communicator and I don't and for whatever reason he didn't realize what the so- he didn't realize the song was about addiction but he felt in his heart he wasn't trying to do a bad thing. He just was, hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to let you go and, you know, just I'm letting you go. And this is the way I'm kind of doing it. And he felt that song was a way to let go. He didn't realize that he didn't have an addiction in that song. That's what it was about. Mm-hmm. And um, but for me, it was like, why? Why take something that I love and ruin it? You know, and that and that's what that was about. Um, and it was just th- of all songs too. I mean, that's one of, I think, Justin's. I mean, most brilliant songs. I mean, it is of course one of his most popular ones, but it just shows the pain that he was in. And I think, in some weird way, that was the way my ex-husband was trying to show the pain he was in, and the pain he was causing me. So, because um, that. When he sent that to me, it was the year we decided to get divorced. Okay. So, yeah. And the book I'm referencing, you wrote a book mm-hmm. and published it in 2018 called Jump Rope. Yes. Which is based on another Blue October song. Yes. Which Okay, go ahead and tell um, me more about that. So, and it's funny because Jump Rope is one of their cutesy songs i guess you would say however go with that yeah but it still has such a positive meaning and my entire life has always been up and down up and down like a jump rope and but the message in that song is no matter what happens you just got to keep pushing forward you just got to keep believing in hope you just got to keep just doing what you do and uh, i always have and i always will and um I don't know. It just, I had actually was toying with a few ideas, but Jump Rope stuck. 
you know, that's my life. It's one big jumper. Tara's origin story was just a small snippet of our conversation. And again, we'll hear more from her in a later episode where we'll dive deep into her book, Jump Rope. She's become a great friend to me over the past few months since we first met for Just Sway right after the new year. Ironically enough, the video for Jump Rope starts off with grainy footage of young children playing outside and just generally having fun. Which brings us to John John, and I'll call him the infamous John John for now. You'll find out more about that in a minute. Who was probably one of the youngest fans at the time he first heard Blue October. The music for John John is a real family affair, a way he's always stayed connected to his family. I met John John, his mom, and his nephew Logan back in August at the Dallas album release for I Hope You're Happy, and they immediately treated me like I was part of their own family, and made waiting in line an absolute pleasure. It's a theme I'm going to explore more later on, the blue family, as we all call it, something we all share with this band. And if you have ever seen Blue October's Live from Texas DVD, John John is the clean-cut guy in the front row that keeps taking his glasses on and off. <laughs> he doesn't really, but that's a different story. So meet John John. My cousin, Mary Bridget, she grew up in Houston, a couple blocks over from Justin and Jeremy. And she used to follow them back in Houston, San Marcos, like late 90s, early 2000s. And then one day she came into Fort Worth. She went to, she asked my older brother if she wanted, if he wanted to go to a show with her. And so she was staying at our house. She took my brother to the show and then like he fell in love that same day. So then my brother told my mom about them. And then he was like, hey, we're going to go to Denton. It was like 2001. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to Denton, see a show um, if you want to come with us. So my mom went, instantly fell in love. She said Justin was just like in her face, um, his eyeliner, those black nails he used to have, and just like fell in love with them. So then um, whenever we would just ride in the car with my mom and my brother, they'd always play Blue October and kind of just took off since 2001. Because you were how old at that time? Um, I was in like second grade. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> All right. Um, it's been a while, but. Yes. They, my cousin Mary Bridget kept following them. My older brother followed them to like 2009 and then he kind of just got tired of all like the radio songs they would play. And, you know, he was, he missed all those like old school, like small venues with only played 50, 100, 150 people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he would still listen to them. He came to a show with me a couple months ago. No, wait, it was last year. And, um, you know, he still loves them, but he doesn't follow them like he used to. Like back in 2003, I think he helped them set up in New York when they didn't have like a whole team of people. But yeah, and then my cousins, I think one time we all had, we had like 16 people from my family at a Blue October show, and um, we've all just listened to them since 2001, 2002, and it's just been great. But we, we definitely love the old school stuff, history for sale, consent to treatment. This is like a din disingenuous question, <laughs> but your favorite song, Clumsy Card House. Yes, of course. I remember. Always yep. has been, just like a sentimental, nostalgic feeling, and yeah, um, just love that song. What What is it? What is the what lyrics in there like strike you or hit you you know i think it's just the whole song like every time it comes on it's kind of just like wow the song's already over like it will come on and then you know that three minutes of it is just already gone um just kind of reminds me of riding in the car with my cousins when we're little and oh it's cool all just being like a really great time all of us loving that song and you know just blasting it and you know just being in elementary school where you know it was the easy good old days and all of us just having a really great time and that song just always reminds me of you know, life can be difficult sometimes, but, you know, just got to take it a day by day. And Clumsy Card House is one of those songs that just strikes, strikes home for me. It was a clumsy card. 
just rape If that's okay lost track now of how many shows you've been to right but it's in like the 80s okay not that many no i wish i thought you said the 80s it's like 68 or 69 well close enough <laughs> close <Whatever>. enough <laughs> we'll get you to 80 <laughs> come on now <laughs> okay so that's quite a bit though i mean and your mom was telling me when we were all standing there like you guys would go see them multiple times a year oh yes blue october and then once justin started doing the open book tour we did a few open book as well, yes. How old were you the first time you saw Blue October live in concert? So the first time I saw them live, it was 2007. Okay. I think I was 13. Um, it was with the Sorry Boy Burns Bright tour. Okay. I'm wearing that shirt today. Nice. I like it. So. Perfect. Um, but yeah, and they, they played Clumsy Card House that time, and <laughs> it was just a great show. All the old school songs. And and where was that at? It was at, so where Verizon Theater's at now in Grand Prairie. Okay. And it was Nokia Theater still. Okay. It was Is that an outdoor venue? It's inside. It's inside. Okay. Yes. That's one I haven't been to here in the DFW area. Yeah, they used to play that show. We saw them there a few times when 102.1 was still around with How the Edge Stole Christmas. Okay. They always did How the Edge Stole Christmas um, pretty much every year. I think they started it maybe back in 2003 or 2004, but we did How the Edge Stole Christmas with them since like 2008, and pretty good venue, pretty cool venue. Who was the little feller there? They got to meet Justin and was just tickled. That was my nephew, Logan. Okay. He loves um, She's My Ride Home, just singing the ha, ha, ha part. And <laughs> um, he also likes, what is it? The song name just slipped my mind, and it shouldn't slip my mind. It was off of Home. It was one of the, maybe it's Houston Heights. He just hey, likes like okay. the Rocky song, sure. Rocky part to that song. And I like Logan. Logan's a good kid. He's pretty cool. <laughs> he was sitting on the steps. There. How old is he? He just turned five. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was sitting on the steps there, and he was so well-behaved. Because remember, it was hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so warm that day, and we're all just standing in there waiting. What else do you think of it? One of the common themes I'm talking with a lot of people about is this blue family. And you, have you met a lot of good – have you met or made a lot of friends? Like yes, of through? course. So I have definitely have some long-time friends from Blue October. Okay. Um. Don't know if I would call them part of the Blue family group, but, you know, we have our own little, um, don't want to say click, but just our own little group that used to wait in line for the shows and everything. Um, but Mercedes, she's my age. She's been doing shows basically the same time since I have. Really great friend. She just graduated from Texas State. Um, Bailey, Francis, um, Linda, Jamie, Amy. She's just <laughs> this little group. Um, awesome. we, we'd always meet up, and, you know, it was, it was more than just, like, seeing Blue October. It was just a... Uh, you know, meeting up with each other on while we wait in line and just spending all night together the next morning and just like laughing and having fun and, you know, waiting in line all night and then being hysterical because we've been waiting so long and just like laughing at nothing and just always, you know, something to look forward to and, you know, seeing the band after and them noticing that we've all been waiting and that we're all together and it's just a really great time. Whether you've been a fan of Blue October since you were seven or you're a new fan as of today, I hope you enjoyed listening to this first part of Origins. This was the first in a two-part segment, and I'll have the second part next time on Just Sway. There's a ton more to share, not only with how Blue October came into so many lives, 
but everything else that goes along with that as well. The music, this family, with what and how we've gone through life living with and connecting with and through this music. It's amazing and I can't wait to share more. If you would like to talk with me about your own Blue October story, please connect with me through either the Just Way Facebook or Instagram page. I would love to talk with you. And finally, I want to say thank you for listening, and I'm excited to be able to, for the first of hopefully many times, say this with this song in the background. Until the next time you hear my voice, keep graceful dancing. And you're a superstar on your own. And I'm looking over your shoulder, getting older, and God.